The question isn't when will you and your family experience stress around money. Rather, it is how you will handle it when it occurs. Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a podcast where we have nuanced conversations about money, business, and life, where we take the time to explore the human side of money, because success with money, it's never just about the numbers. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons, and I'm really, really glad you've taken the time to tune in today. Thank you. And hey, quick announcement before we dive in. The next Pricing Made Human Masterclass is coming up. It's on Thursday, December 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern, and we have space available for more guests. So if you are listening and you are an entrepreneur or small business owner using this time of year to plan 2022 and you are rethinking your pricing and the role it plays in helping you to meet your business and personal financial goals, well, then join us. To learn more and to RSVP, just go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Now, let's move on to today's show. Have you ever said, I don't want to worry about money? This is a statement that I hear often from clients, from prospects, and workshop attendees. And even though I hear it often, I was still surprised by the findings of a survey released earlier this year by Capital One CreditWise. According to it, 73% of Americans cite money as their number one stressor. And though that percentage seems even high to me, I was encouraged by another number noted in the same survey, and that is 42% of the respondents are optimistic about their financial future. I see and hear the numbers 73% and 42%, and I look at that as proof that worry, aka stress, and optimism can and frequently does coexist. It's one of the reasons why when people share they don't want to be stressed about money, I actually encourage them to shift their goal. Meaning, instead of wanting to not worry about money, I suggest they change the goal to not having the same worry about money in the future. Why? Because life and money are not static. Money is a stressor for a wide variety of reasons, particularly when you factor in the ebbs and flows of life and how these flows affects both what it is you want to do with your money and what it is you want money to do for you. So for example, for one person, earning money might be the thing that's stressing them out. For another, it might be not knowing if they have saved, quote unquote, enough, whatever enough is for them. For another, it could be not knowing if they are really investing in the, quote unquote, right ways. For yet another, it may be feeling overwhelmed by their debt. What stresses you out when it comes to money? Is it an example that I've just mentioned? Or is something else bubbling up and it's something entirely different as you listen? 
Of course, I could probably continue with a few more examples of the various ways that money stresses you and me and other people out. But today's episode is about the one stressor that almost everyone shares and that this time of year tends to amplify. Can you guess where I'm going with this? It's talking about money. And plus, with today's episode, it gives me a chance to continue our conversation and follow up from last week's episode with regards to first-generation wealth builders and to give everybody some tips on topics to discuss and ideas of how, when it comes to initiating conversations about money with the important people in your life. Because let's face it, Talking about money will certainly tap into your spoken and unspoken feelings. It will certainly tap into the choices you've made as well as the ones you wish you made. It's going to tap into the boundaries that you have along with the ones you want to create or need to create. It's also going to tap into the trade-offs that you've made or perhaps haven't made peace with and your values and your beliefs and so on and so on. I've talked about family and money before, and I've shared that I was really fortunate. Fortunate in that my mother and I always talked about money. In part, probably because I was a single child. I was a single child who grew up with a mother who separated from my father when I was quite young. Since I was two years of age, it was just her and me. In fact, at 13, and maybe even a little bit more than, you know, earlier than that, I should say, she taught me how to balance a checkbook. And for us, frank conversations about money didn't start and end there. They continued until her death in 2014. And yes, my mother and I had open and honest conversations about money. But let's get real here. That doesn't mean that it was less difficult that it was less uncomfortable or less emotional for either of us. (laughs) Far from it. I know from my familial uh, experience that it's not unique, right? You know, being a single child, single parent, there's not much uniqueness there. But based on what I know about some of my friends and some of my clients, our family conversations about money were atypical. Perhaps this is why I am such an advocate for families pushing through the awkwardness and carving out time to do it, especially during the holidays, which uh, point in fact are often when my mother and I would have conversations around money. So yeah, the holidays and money is definitely something that's top of mind for me around this time of year, but it's also important for first-generation professionals who may be feeling some particular financial pressure right about now. And if you've just rolled your eyes or silently said, no way, this is not going to work for me and my family, I'm not surprised and you will not be the first to tell me that and more than likely not the last, whether you tell me directly or just by you know how you are responding physically to the words that I am uttering right now. Point being, I'm accustomed to these type of reactions. Mixing family and money and the holidays can absolutely be an emotional landmine, one that requires graceful navigation and maybe even greater negotiation. But here's what else I know to be true. 
avoiding the quote unquote talk doesn't make the need for it disappear. So just because you don't want to do it, just because it's uncomfortable, doesn't mean that it is not necessary. So my thing is, why not endeavor to get better at it? And I just so happen to have a few suggestions for how you can do just that. Beginning with make a proposal. The quickest way for the family conversation about money to fail is to spring it on people. So propose the idea in advance. And it can literally look something like this, that you either send in an email or you share in a conversation. And it can just be, hey everyone, I'm looking forward to seeing you for whatever the holiday is that you and your family celebrate. I would love for the family to carve out 30 to 60 minutes for a family financial meeting. I know, crazy idea, but I think it's important for us to do this because we've never done it and it'd be a good tradition for us to start. Or if more appropriate, because in fact, you and your family have done this previously, you could say something along the lines of, because we haven't done it in a while. And given COVID for the last two years, that very well may be true. And then tell them why this meeting is important to you. And if you can't come up with a reason, then just simply tell them that I suggested it and you wanted to give it a try. So the first thing is to make a proposal. Next, choose a single topic for discussion. So as to not overwhelm everyone, including yourself, choose just one topic for discussion. And that can be, you know, debt management. It could be developing a savings or investment strategy. It could be cash flow management or creating a budget slash spending plan. It could be, you know, talking about salary negotiating or starting and growing a business. It could be about estate planning or the location of important documents, including your digital life. Choose the topic with the most votes for your discussion because then this way, everybody feels like they contributed to this agenda and what all of you are going to talk about. And if it turns out that this is, you know, a first-time family meeting, I'd highly recommend selecting the topic of important documents slash digital life. So you can think of, you know, where are your insurance documents? Where are your beneficiary designations? Or just even confirming with people that they have insurance, that they've made beneficiary designations, that they have a will and that it's current. Um, you know, making sure that someone can access their online life, their digital life, especially the financial elements of it. Making sure that people have a photocopy and someone else has a copy of their credit cards, their driver's license, their, their passport, or at least that someone can easily access those documents, be it in a locked safe deposit box at home or a safe deposit box at a bank. If you've ever experienced a family emergency and needed these details but didn't have them, then you know how critically important these documents are and the ability for folks to have access to them with ease. And so why am I suggesting if it's a first time, you know, family meeting to start with the digital life, if you will, the documents? Because it's, it's practical and a little less of an emotional hot potato than might be some of the other topics. So after you, you know, have put together a proposal and you've selected a topic, again, one topic, 
Now it's time to create a meeting agenda. And the reason that you want to create an agenda and the reason that you want to create this agenda in advance is because it gives you as the you know key facilitator, if you will, an opportunity to assign times to whomever is attending and to make sure that you're splitting the time slots as evenly as possible so that everyone gets a chance to speak during your allotted time, whether it's 30 minutes, 60 minutes, or maybe you come up with another time frame. But it also gives you a chance to think through, you know, how do you want to set the tone? So you want to make sure that you give a few minutes uh, of cushion on the front end to set the tone, but then also on the back end to discuss next steps. And I know creating an agenda for a family meeting like this probably feels a bit formal, but you will definitely appreciate having done so if things start to go sideways and you want to get back on track with more ease and objectivity. And here's one more thing to keep in mind. If the meeting is being held at the family house, make sure you create as much of an interruption-free zone as possible. And if it's not at the family house, then choose a location that is as neutral as possible. The last thing you want is for somebody to get pissed off because you're having this conversation at, you know, cousin A's house versus aunt B's house. Um, so you don't want anything to, you know, kind of interrupt the flow of the conversation at hand. And then finally, it's now time to have the meeting. And I would suggest starting the family financial meeting with some ground rules. And you might even include these in the agenda and just, you know, verbally reiterate them. But things like not interrupting people or making judgmental comments or bringing up unresolved conflicts that have nothing to do with the purpose of the meeting. And if necessary, make sure that you are prepared to remind people that the purpose of this gathering isn't to be intrusive, but that it's rather to be supportive, proactive, and strategic. And of course, if you need to reset some boundaries and expectations as you go along, well then, the meeting is the perfect place and time to do that and to address those matters. And connected to having the meeting is what comes after. And so this is where you start to determine the next steps. Based on the discussion, hopefully each person will have a solid takeaway or at least one thing for them to do. And so go around the room and ask people, what is that one thing that you were going to do? What's the timeline in which you're making a commitment to do it so that everyone walks away with a follow-up plan and a plan that provides support and self-accountability for each person's takeaway? Now, I know if you are listening to this, you more than likely at one time or another have heard or maybe even sang along with the lyrics, don't worry, be happy. These are great lyrics for a song. However, they can come across as tone deaf if you and your family are in the midst of a financial crisis and are stressed the heck out. But since financial stress is inevitable, the question isn't when will you and your family experience stress around money. Rather, it is how will you handle it when it occurs. I wholeheartedly believe families that talk about money put themselves in a position to address their individual and collective stressors with more calm, ease, and creativity. 
So as we enter this holiday season, if you haven't already planned to spark money conversations with your family, well, now is the perfect time to get started or to pick off, pick up where you've left off. Well, that is a wrap for today's episode. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening all the way until the end. And remember, the next Pricing Made Human Masterclass is on Thursday, December 9th at 4 p.m. Eastern. We'd love to have you join us if revisiting your prices is top of mind as you prepare for 2022. Again, to learn more and to RSVP, go to jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. Again, jacquettetimmons.com forward slash pricing dash masterclass. And if you'd like to show appreciation for this podcast and maybe even this particular episode, please share it so we can reach more people. And in fact, with this particular topic, this could be a great way for planting the seed with your loved ones that you want to talk about money at some point during the holiday season. And of course, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, here's how you can do that. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash Jaquette. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and again, listening all the way until the end. I'll be back next week. I hope you will too. Until then, remember, it's about more than money. Money.